Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. This is the place where everything happens. Everything. And most of it's not very good. Exactly. That over there is Agent Bill Maxwell. Agent Bill Maxwell. Named the greatest that. American hero. Dude. Yeah. Dude. You've, have you ever seen? Robert Culp. Greatest American hero? No. That's Christian Jessup. You probably heard the theme song more than you uh, yeah, Joey Scarberry. Seen the sing episode. it. Sing it for me. Sing the first few. Believe it or not, Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's yeah. the theme from this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, at least I know the music. And the song was written by Mike Post. Mike Post yeah. wrote it. He wrote Hill Street Blues. Right. A bunch of other TV themes. Yep. Uh, Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he teamed up with Jeff Powell for, what was that show? Um, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. This is me, me at the movies. We talk movies. That is Greg Tillman over there. It's not Agent Bill Maxwell. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're actually talking about doing a um, reboot of The Greatest American Hero. Really? I'd like to yeah. see that. I enjoyed the yeah. first one. You I know, it was too. trouble because his uh, character's name was Ralph Hinckley. Ralph Hinckley. Originally. And then John Hinckley shot Reagan, yep. and they changed his last name to Ralph Hanley or yeah, something like that. Yeah, for like, for the first, but then they, it was like only for part of the season yeah. one, and then they came back from like right. season, season two or three season break was, yeah. or something yeah. and then changed it back to Hinkley again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was a school storyline was he was a school teacher um, who happened to find this instruction manual uh, in a suitcase steps. that had a superhero costume. No instructions. No instructions or he lost the instructions. Yeah. Yeah. Aliens actually came down to the in the desert where he was like Is camping that? or something. Gave him the briefcase with the suit. He lost the instructions and had to learn how to so fly. To learn how to and he was crashing so in the walls. The kid taught him to fly. He said, well, Superman takes three steps and jumps. And that's what he ended yeah, up doing. Yeah, he fell right. off a building. So it was fun. I mean, it was, it it was, was a comedy. William Katz mm -hmm. starred in it. And uh, Connie Selica. Yeah. Was he went on to do well Hotel. She's probably better known for Hotel. Yeah. A series she did with the James Brolin after that. Yeah. I know all this useless yeah. crap. There you go. Yeah, it was a, I remember it was. that. Watch that. I, I would. I, I actually have a pajamas. I have underoos that are um, that are. You should wear those. <laughs> definitely wear those on the air. Tim was like, "What? <laughs> yes, Tim. <laughs> Tim Cam. Yeah, I do. I have underoos. The greatest Tim, American hero underoos. Yeah, I will wear them next week. I will wear them. Next I am week. holding you to that. Yes, yeah. I will wear them next week. Tim says no. I may well. be out next week. <laughs> Well, Christian, you and I were talking about this before the show started as we were walking uh, up the steps uh, here. The movie Solo um, has not made the money that a lot of people were hoping. And um, really before it ever started, they were talking about, well, this is, this is like the Wednesday or Thursday before it opened. They said, okay, this has the potential of being a, a box office smash at opening weekend. Well, then they talked about, okay, no, it's not going to it's not going to succeed. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is going to be the biggest failure Disney's ever had with a Star Wars film. What the heck? I, I've seen it twice. I enjoyed it both times. You've seen it three times. Three times. That's right. So what's going on? What's going on with this? I've got some of my thoughts on this, and we'll let you chime in. You haven't seen it, but you'll have some thoughts as well, Mr. Tillman. So what are some of your thoughts on why? Well, you have a lot of things going against it. First of all, anytime you put Star Wars in the title, there are expectations that any movie would never have. 
But then also you have to think, this film went through extensive reshoots. I've read anywhere from 70 to 80% of the film was reshot right. by Ron Howard when he came back in. And then also, which you told me before we came on the air, they spent $150 million on marketing this yep. movie. And it was a $250 million movie to make. Mm -hmm. So you add that, so you're looking at $400 million to, to right. break even. Yeah, and so I mean, it just had an uphill battle from the start, yep. and I loved the movie. I think that some of the expectations are probably a little unrealistic and a little unfair because I thought it was a fun summer blockbuster, yep. perfectly captured the original characters that I fell in love with as a kid, and that's yeah. all I wanted from it. Yeah, and I felt the same way. I mean, it's one of these that uh, I, I've, I've been back. Actually, I've been back to see it a second time. I'm gonna go back tonight. I'll be gonna see it again, and I may even see it a fourth or a fifth time before it leaves theaters because it does have that summer adventure feel. You know, reshoots don't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad film. It's not a good sign, but you know, Titanic had reshoots and, and uh, a troubled production, and you saw well, how it turned out. Yeah, and that is a common, not misconception, but a common thought. But I also meant just in terms of money spent. When you think about 70% of the movie right. got reshot. I mean, if it was yep. a $250 million budget, that probably means that at least $100 million well, maybe the was on the have been a little soft, right? I, I saw a list of the top 10, I guess there have been 10 Star Wars movies mm -hmm. so far, right? Yeah. Ranked by quality, uh, and it was 8 out of 10, I think. You know, that... that I would, I would not put it. I don't think it's fair. I wouldn't. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think I was working on the list and had it at maybe like five. So I mean, I, yeah, I'd, I'd put it in the middle. When you've had ten films within within this franchise and you're trying to go back and recreate this story with characters you know, but other actors playing them, that kind of some people carry that baggage in and they can't let that baggage go. Rubs a lot of people the wrong way. It rubs way. a lot of people the wrong way. But for me, I, you know, I sure I love Harrison Ford as Han Solo. And um, and I like you know the other character Chewbacca. I mean you and but you know he's a, a, a fuzzy looking Wookie. I mean, like I said, I just think that we live in a very like entitled age right now, and when like everybody thinks that it should be exactly what they want, and when it isn't, then there's like this huge outrage. We even saw that with the Last Jedi, which yeah. had amazing critical reviews, and then the audiences were just going ballistic over it. At least All right, it let made me ask you this: uh, You think we're starting to see some Star Wars fatigue? Well, and that's another thing. I think the fact that this was released six months after the last one, I think that can provide a little fatigue. If they had waited till December, mm -hmm. they owned December. They've been owning December, so, so why rush it? I, I don't think it would have mattered. I think they probably would have done better had we waited till December. Yeah, not in, not in terms of number of films. I don't think we're experiencing fatigue, but it's yeah. possible with such a short time frame between films yeah. that, that that might have caused it. Anyway, I, I still recommend checking it out. Solo still in theaters. I gave it a B plus. What was your rating for it? I gave it an A minus. A minus. I loved it. Okay, so there you go. So you still haven't seen it, so, so check it out. I did have um, someone ask me yesterday. They said, oh, I see that, that Solo's just not doing well. I don't think I'm going to go see it. I said, I've seen it twice. I'm going again. So they said, oh, okay, well, I think I'll go see it. So there may be part of that, too, that, that people are seeing that it's not doing well. If they didn't see it opening weekend, and they're like, well, I think I will just hold off and wait for it to come out on DVD. So check it out, check it out. Uh, a couple new movies to talk about. Actually, we've got three new movies to try to talk about uh, today. The first one is called Adrift. Uh, this was released uh, last weekend with uh, Shailene Woody uh, starring, and she's also a producer, an executive producer in this film based on a true story of a 1983 event that happened. Um, a guy named Richard Sharp, Tammy Odom, they embarked on this ocean journey uh, sailing alone from Tahiti 
to San Diego, uh, 4,000 miles. But along the way, they uh, happen upon this little thing called a hurricane. A uh, hurricane that uh, has 40-foot uh, waves and 140 more 40 mile per hour winds. They're on a yacht, so uh, so the the voyage uh, becomes a, basically a, a survival story. I had mixed feelings about the movie. I was really impressed with Shailene Woodley's performance. Um, I thought she did a really good job as the lead in the film. She spends a lot of it acting on her own or acting with a limited cast and I thought she did a really solid job. I really liked her in the first Divergent film and in The Fault in Our Stars and I really think that she's a talented young actress yep. and I enjoyed watching her. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a little personal baggage or just the preference but I always struggle a little bit with these like lost at sea or abandoned films um, just because I think it's really hard for both a director and an actor or actress to keep an attention in a two-hour film when they're in one location one person for the entirety of the movie and I think this suffered a little bit from that. One thing that the director did that I thought really helped the film, which this isn't a spoiler, is they cut back and forth. So instead of being entirely chronological from the point where the two meet and then they like start to sail together and then they encounter the storm, it cuts back and forth between them in the storm and them trying to survive and going back in time to when they first met. Right, so you had this non, non-linear storyline mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning, really, yeah. with flashbacks. And so I thought that really helped it, but at the same time, it, by the end, it still just felt a little wearing for me. And like I said, I think that might be more of a personal uh, dispreference than anything else, but that was a struggle for me. And then just a lot of the emotional through lines just fell flat for me. I didn't care as much for the characters as I'd hoped I would, and in a movie like this, I think it's really important that you have a strong emotional attachment yeah. to these people. The nonlinear storytelling worked for me initially, mm -hmm. I'd say maybe in the first 15 minutes. But 30 minutes in, I looked at my watch to kind of see where we were, and mm -hmm. I knew, okay, we're only... That's a bad sign. It feels and long. so it, it really did, the movie did feel long. It was only an hour, 36 minutes, yeah. I think. Um, but the nonlinear storytelling concept as far as editing back and forth took me out of it because mm. there were moments where you're, you're getting really into this intense scene and then boom, they, they, take, they flash back to them meeting and them doing stuff. And so while I think technically that can work to me, it, 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 mm. it didn't work as a whole in this movie. Her acting, I'll agree, was solid at times, especially there were some emotional scenes where she was just crying her eyes out. I'm like, wow, that felt real, it felt raw. But times that she was interacting with her male counterpart that I felt, it felt stiff. I couldn't decide if it was the acting or the dialogue because it did feel very yeah, clunky when yeah. they were together at times. Yeah. Um, did they have chemistry? You know, I think when they were surviving the, the storm, there was chemistry, but early on, the early chemistry on. felt a little forced. Like, uh, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, you sometimes have that nervous laughter, but mm -hmm. it still feels real. This felt like it was forced nervous, nervous laughter. laughter. Do you remember some of those scenes? I'm oh, I definitely remember. Yeah. And it was just, it was very weird because I couldn't decide, like, were they going for that, like, awkward young romance thing? Or was it, like, intended, or was it just bad and yeah. intended to be better? And yeah. so, yeah, she did a good job on her own, but she, it was very, like, clunky. And like I said, yeah. I don't know if the dialogue and the script's to blame for that or if it was their yeah. chemistry together. I don't yeah. know. Cinematography, I really liked. Mm -hmm. Some of the choice of, of shot selections, the effects. Were well Visual done were really well as done. well. I thought the music worked as well. Anything you want know, to talk about the music? Um, you, you, I, didn't, you didn't like it. It, it was fine. It was, okay. it, it was functional. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt. I, mean, yeah. I felt. I felt it worked. It, it worked um, well. 
Pacing was off a bit. Uh, I, I, I think uh, hour and 39 minutes, not 136, 139 minutes, but it felt longer. Yeah, uh, that, that's crazy. I thought it was like a two-hour movie. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that short. Yeah, uh, MPAA rating for this, PG-13. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the behind-the-scenes things that I think was interesting, um, Woody and her male counterpart, uh, the actor, they actually um, really tried to get into this role so there, there were times that they were seasick they wanted to be they wanted to feel what the characters were feeling they ate very bland diets because i'm not giving a lot away but based on the true story um the book is called red sky morning red sky in morning by tammy odom and uh she was at sea they were at sea 41 days adrift that they were waiting for this uh there's some interesting things that happen in this movie that, that if I told you it would be spoilers, so I'm not going to tell right. you what those spoilers are, but I thought some of the ways they told that story worked. Yeah. But, but overall, it, it's, you know, uh, the method acting uh, and the environmental acting that she went into, and even uh, she and her male counterpart wanted to have be sunburned. They wanted to go through all of that so they could fill that role. I don't think that really added a whole lot to it because mm -hmm. I think she's a pretty decent actress anyway. Um, I, my, the best I can give this really, uh, I think, intriguing story, lack direction um, to really mirror the impact of the true story. C plus, I'm, I'm glad I saw it, but it's not anything that I'm going to remember a whole lot more about. Um, I think the, the acting, special effects, and the story itself rose above kind of the average for me. What was your rating? I gave it a C, so okay. I was right underneath you, okay. and yeah, it was kind of a mix between I liked her acting, yeah. but I just didn't yeah. like didn't like a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. I have, a, have one question. Yes. Uh, are those crabs on your shirt? They are. <laughs> I just they noticed are. that a couple of minutes ago. I, I was preparing I've been for mesmerized our, ever since. Exactly. Just checking. <laughs> Well, we'll come back uh, after the break, and we're going to have Christian talk about a movie called Action Point. And then if we get a chance, I will uh, give some thoughts on the movie Breaking In uh, with Gabrielle Union. All that and more right after this quick break on C19 TV's Meet Me in the Movies. Look at what's happened to me here. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. It should have been some. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, joined by Greg Tillman uh, over there beside camera one. We got Christian Jessup uh, to my right. And uh, back in Mission Control, of course, that is uh, Tim Foster on the Tim Cam. I uh, hope you're doing well, uh, Tim. Uh, we haven't uh, been able to spend much time with you this week because we've been talking about other stuff that matters more. But, oh. uh, no, no, it matters oh, much less. Oh, Tim's uh, excited. He's oh, distracted. You got your solo cup. With, he's he's with going beverage. on vacation. He's going on a cruise in a few weeks. Ooh. He's excited about that. Are you, are you a little distracted? He's leaving right, right now. now. He's leaving right now. He's walking out. I don't mean now. <laughs> yeah, just just get Katie Tillman to come and let her run uh, let her run the show, show back there. <laughs> it was great to see Katie last week. It was great to see yeah. Katie. Um, right now before, she's gone again. She's gone again. Right before the show, on my way over, I was talking to my mom, who likes to call herself our number one fan. And so we'll take it. You may be the only fan. The only fan. Number one by default. Uh, and, and, and she said, you know, I might want to 
come and watch you guys do this show sometime. So she's coming this summer. I said, well, we'll have you as a guest. Ooh. Yeah. So She uh, can take my seat. So, well, no, no, no. We'll have you as a guest. You've got questions for her about my childhood. I so, probably don't want to know the answer. <laughs> oh, this could be a good show. <laughs> so, uh, so, Mom, uh, if you're watching, uh, we will have you on as a guest sometime in July. So uh, you can count on it. You can That'd count on it. Uh, we talked about uh, the movie Adrift back before the break, also Solo. But there's another new film uh, that opened last weekend called Action Point. So, Christian, give us your thoughts on this uh, blockbuster that's, that's made uh, like $1.6 million uh, <laughs> over the course of last weekend. Yeah, Action Point makes Adrift look like an Academy Award winner. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. And, you know, I didn't have high expectations for this film. Well, first of all, let me just tell you, it's about um, this guy owns a theme park and it's called Action Point, super dangerous, like a ton of people go every day and get hurt. It's like held together by like wood. He like duct tapes rides together whenever they're starting to fall apart, super sketchy. But based- It's like been, Ghost Town, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the theme parks like that. <laughs> Not quite Disney World. But um, it was based on an actual theme park that used to be in New Jersey. I think it was called like Action Area or something where like people would go and like the whole, point of people going is they wanted a place that was like dangerous and like where they could like ghost town be at risk <laughs> been there in the last year it was open <laughs> this and is a johnny knoxville yeah this film, is a right? johnny knoxville so you expect a lot of brutal slapstick i guess yeah and it, a lot of physical danger yeah and true physical hurt yeah and i mean you can see how the plot sets up perfectly for that and that's his type of movie and he certainly has his own audience following and i've never been a huge fan of his films but this one just was even worse for me we were in a theater of maybe like 40, 50 people, and no one laughed wow. the entire film, which for a comedy like this is like, oh. There were a couple of groans, but like, it just fell very flat. Um, the physical comedy just didn't work at all. Um, honestly, the, the times when the most chuckles came is there was like a blooper reel at the, over the end credits, and that's when everybody was even laughing. Wow. The film was just not funny, which when they're going for that premise, yeah. it's obviously not gonna have a strong plot or strong acting, strong character development, so you really need those laughs. The side gags at, at least have to work, right? Yeah, and they yeah. Don't. yeah. yeah. Well, when, the, when the blooper credits are better than the whole movie, mm -hmm. there's a problem. It was a real problem. And so um, it just really fell flat for me. I really think having watched it, the premise sounded interesting enough for me. I would have loved to have seen kind of like a, a drama documentary kind of thing on the original action area or whatever it was called that yeah. this was based on because uh, I was looking it's at it. It's actually based on something? Yeah, it was based on a real amusement park that people used to go to and that sounded really interesting but this just did not work at all. Um, I, there's just nothing good to say about it. I, 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 <laughs> so what was your rating for Give it a D minus. Whoa. Uh, ouch. Yeah. Wow. D minus. Yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, go ahead and put that on your uh, calendar. I think they're going to be showing that on that cruise ship. They're going to be showing that movie, so uh, you're hoping. Man <laughs> yeah, Overboard. Yeah. yeah, Overboard. Yeah, they'll share that with a double feature of Overboard, uh, the remake. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're not going to watch that? Well, uh, maybe uh, while you're there, just get it. When do you leave? When do you leave for, for cruises? Next week? Three no, days? not yet. Three, okay. Yeah. Why don't you, like, watch Not that he's counting. What? Not that he's counting. Not that he's counting. Why don't you watch several movies this week that relate to, like, bad accidents at sea? Mm. And uh, get prepared. Is that the plan? Yeah. I, I typically do that before an airplane Titanic. ride. Yeah, Titanic. We talked about that earlier. Um, yeah, Adrift. You might want to watch that one yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. So trying, you, ruin him. <laughs> you, you ruin his work week. Do you want to ruin his vacation? I know, I know. 
Well, let me uh, let me try to get in this quick review. A movie's called Breaking In, um, and even though the posters say payback, you were talking about that, uh, Mr. Tillman. Confusing, I think, from a marketing yeah. standpoint. Yeah, the movie is called Breaking In, and you actually had me questioning myself. Yeah, uh, I mean, even the poster he's got behind you says, yeah. says payback. Yeah. But the uh, movie is called Breaking In. Gabrielle Union stars in this. She stars as Sean. Um, she's a mom who's taking her two teenage kids um, to this farm that used to be her family farm when she was growing up. She and her dad uh, have been estranged. Her dad just died, and so she's trying to uh, meet with a real estate agent to, to get all of those estate things taken care of so she can go back to living her life. Her kids kind of came up with her for the weekend, but when she gets there, little does she know that there's already some in uninvited house guests there uh, waiting for her. Um, this becomes one of those uh, journeys of a mom having to deal with uh, her kids in danger, and you never put a mom's kids in danger. We'll just say that up front. Uh, there are uh, three or four bad guys, villains, uh, who are kind of holding her kids uh, ransom because there's a supposedly a safe with millions of dollars. You learn all this early on with millions of dollars that her dad had squirreled away. Her dad was not quite the guy that she thought he was. Uh, he was mixed up in some shady dealings. All that happens in the first 15 or so minutes, you, you discover that. So the whole movie is about her trying to get her kids to safety and um, putting some hurt on some of these <laughs> villains as well. Much like last year's film that we reviewed around the same time, Kidnap with Halle Berry, you just don't put a mom's uh, kids in danger. You just don't do it if, if you're expecting it to come out on top. Uh, it's predictable, but um, there were some really uh, interesting um, twists within this film, and there were times I almost felt like there were, uh, you'd have this point, you thought, oh, this is the climax of the film, and then you realize, oh, that's not. You know, you had these, this rising and falling action kind of throughout, and it actually kind of worked for me. Um, I think if I'm going to describe this movie, it's a cross between Taken, Bruce Willis's Die Hard, and Kidnapped, uh, as I mentioned. It's a procedural action suspense thriller that offers intense sequences, uh, some really good uh, sequences, sequences, I'll get it out there, some painful deaths, uh, and really a nice performance uh, by Union. She, she can become an action star. Uh, the story is predictable, as I mentioned. Uh, there's one villain in particular. Uh, I took, took my wife and son uh, to see this, and uh, the, the villain felt pretty stereotypical. It was, uh, anybody see Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know Pedro? Yeah. It was kind of like if you, if you have Pedro and you give him a knife, but you, you try to make him mean, that didn't quite work. Uh, he was kind of a cardboard cutout. Mm. That was kind of fun. But really, uh, it's, I still found it worth my time and energy. Uh, and it was kind of a date night. It's a fun escape. Um, the movie is getting a C-plus for me, and it's called Breaking In, Not Payback. Thoughts, questions, comments? Nope. All right. What about you, Mr. Foster? You going to check that one out? Nope. Uh, you're going to skip that one. All right. We'll just go back to watching Titanic and Adrift. I <laughs> uh, do want to say uh, I've got time quickly to talk about something that's marathon-minded. This is binge-worthy stuff, uh, Mr. Foster back there, Mr. Tim Foster. Um, this is on, it's on Stars Network, but you can also find it on Amazon. Uh, you can get a free 10-day trial if you want to. So Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. You, can, uh, you can check this out. It's called Counterpart. J.K. Simmons stars in this. It's a sci-fi um, uh, TV series. only has 10 episodes, season one. Alternate universes, espionage. Got some really great acting from J.K. Simmons, who plays He's two, always good. Mm -hmm. He plays two roles. Um, and uh, fans of the cult uh, classic Fringe, 
will appreciate this. Uh, you'll find some similarities. Uh, it's a mind-bending tale that's set in Germany. And the storyline is um, there was one universe on Earth. Until 30 years ago, something happened and it split. And so you're there in kind of East Germany, West Germany, and that's kind of the doorway between hmm. both worlds. And so there's a certain amount of people who know that what's going on, but there are people who are spies going between both worlds. Uh, and it's a really interesting tale. Uh, I'm, I'm just, was really drawn into it. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend it if you like alternate reality type shows. I do. Is, has this been renewed? It has been renewed, okay, yeah. Good. It is coming back for another you season. Know, you hate to invest 13 hours in something and then it's canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's it's no resolution yep. to anything. Ten episodes, uh, but I, I highly recommend uh, checking out Counterpart. Uh, and that is available through Amazon Prime and Stars. Hmm. Um, you guys, any final comments, final thoughts before we wrap the show up? Any high recommendations for the weekend you want people to watch? Ocean's 8 does open this weekend, uh, even though there were no screenings for it for media. Which interesting. interesting. That's maybe not a good sign, is it? Well, I, I talked to one of my critic friends, and he said, well, they, they don't think Charlotte is sophisticated enough. So, uh, really? Yeah. So well, really that made. makes me want to run out and support them. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm, I will check this out, and maybe we'll have Catherine Manning back next week. Uh, she really wants to see this movie, so we will we will wait and see on that. Recommendations for the weekend? Uh, binging season six, the final season of The Americans. Okay. You... Nothing I watched this weekend. All right. <laughs> no, nothing you watched this weekend. All right. We'll leave you with a movie quote of the week, as we always do. This comes from a National Lampoon film and not one you might be remembering. Van Wilder from 22, 2002. This uh, was Ryan Reynolds. 1922. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Is it a talkie? Uh, no, I guess National not. National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Here's your quote. I learned a long time ago that worrying is a lot like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. That's a good line. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. So till next time, that's Greg Tillman. That's Christian Jessup back behind Mission Control. <laughs> that is Tim Foster. <laughs> Enjoy your vacation. Until next time, I'm Noel Manning, and this has been Meet Me at the Movies on C19 and WGWG.org. That's a wrap. Mm -hmm.